was I was reading John 21, 22 to 23. So it says, Jesus said, if I want him to live until I come again, what's that to you? You follow me. Right. So Jesus looks at you and he's like, well, but why are you making your business somebody else's business? Mm-hmm. I want you to die. I want you to be patient. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability, you know, engage your process. Why, why is it dependent on something? You follow me. Sure. You do your own death. Yeah. They're not pivot up upon other people. Everybody else has their processes, and that's something that's important. We all have our processes. You know what I mean? You're, you're causing troubles uh, into one. Hey guys, welcome. This is Eddie. And this is Ntebo and Ethan. And we want to welcome you to <laughs> Defying Self, Self Podcast. Podcast. Okay, so then let's talk about vulnerability. Yeah. And um, we've tried this, we tried this before, but I think the thing that we're realizing is that in order to make this authentic, it's got to come from our voice, right? It's got to come from us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so we're going to talk about vulnerability. Uh, we're going to talk about how we make sense of it and and engaged in our own process but also reviewing what we talked about already in the marriage seminar where i talked about vulnerability and Mm -hmm. talked about tolerance right so so we're taking snippets of that today and um we're just kind of discussing discussing snippets of that right yep okay cool cool, let's do it all right so then um yeah let's start off with uh the first part that i was mentioning about this yeah so what are you gonna do you're gonna play the snippet from the yeah Mary i'll play the snippet but we'll... just to give some context right before the snippet before i start talking about this i i'm i'm talking about love um and and one of the key points i was making about it and i'm not sure if we mm-hmm. if you'll bring this up yeah yeah no i think bring context because yeah it, it can feel a bit funny when you listen to just the snippet okay. without yeah so the thing that I was saying no is that what what love really is, if you look at what love really is, um, it, the core definition is is this idea of me becoming a better version of myself for the sake of creating a space for my my spouse, mm-hmm. right, for my relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I really, if you if you look back at core scriptures of of you know and ideas of Christ loving. You know, we or men having to love as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. You look at what Christ really did. It wasn't, oh, I'm just going to do everything you want me to do. What mm-hmm. it is, is transactional. It's I am actually going to engage a process of coming to the most mature development of myself, mm-hmm. right? Of fulfilling the intent and purpose of my life mm-hmm. for you to have room and mm-hmm. space, right? So, mm-hmm. so that is love. Yeah. Engaging in a transactional um, a journey so that I, Eddie, can become a better version of myself mm. for the sake of Ntibo. Yeah, I like that. So it's going back to the Christ example, that uh, Christ came to earth, right, for a specific purpose. But, you know, obviously Christ came, he was a baby, and he had to grow. Um, so it's almost like you, you're journeying towards a perfected version of yourself. Right. And for Christ, that perfected version of, I mean, we know he was perfect, but, you know, it's like, you know, it is me trying to contextualize this. Like the perfected version of himself was him being able to even confront the reality of who he was and what he was on earth for. You know, even inside of that moment where he was in the garden praying and then bleeding blood, 
right? That's that's kind of like part of the transaction where you're like, ugh, I really don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it because I understand that, that this is me coming into the fullness of who I am and into the fullness of the purpose to which I've been brought on the earth, um, you know, and then him going on to the cross. Then it's like inside of that, you know, him him being the fullness of himself is the thing that then allowed and continues to allow yeah. us to, you know, to, to come close to God because he became... A full version of himself died for us, and right. then we were birthed from that. So I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hmm. I like that because sometimes I think you know you think of love, and you can think of it. And there's a thing right that I was talking to you about the whole, um, I, um, loving you know oh, love is caring more about other people than yourself. And I was, but now that we're talking about this, I'm also understanding that okay. So that is, that's that's it. But inside of that has to still be a transaction of you coming into maturity. Because when you do, you are actually loving. Yeah. Right? Because you becoming the best version of yourself is actually the thing that's going to allow the other person to also yes. be able yes. to come into the best version of themselves. Correct. So in that sense, you know, yes, I am loving you more than myself. I yeah. guess, but you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think that the key word is the transaction. Like you're saying it's a transaction. It is. Um, and again, when you, really, when you really look at that and define it, what that means is, is I, have to, I have to actually learn to die to my preferences for the sake of becoming, like for the sake of getting rid of the stones and blocks and walls that stop me from being who I need to be. Yeah. You know, who I'm destined to be. So, so my intent, in my life is to engage a process to, to kind of let go of the things of my fears, of my insecurities, defying self, um, defying yeah. self. It's, mm. it's a, it's a, it's an intent to, to forgive my past and, and the mm. people, right. It's an intent to show up and not try to, you know, be nice and, but, but to engage a hard time because I know I need to get better. Mm. That is me loving you. I like that because I feel like it takes a conversation from it being an external expression to it being an internal process. Like that for me is so key. Because yes, oftentimes when we hear about love, we just always think of the actions. Right. Right. We jumped, at least for me, you know, it's so easy to think of the actions. Uh, oh, okay. Loving is caring more about your brother and yourself. So I think, oh, okay, well, so what can I do for Eddie to show that I love him? But like now I'm like understanding that, mm, okay, yeah, fine. I mean, there's obviously parts where that is true. But the beginning of this though is um, defying self. Like as you say, you're engaging a process that's not necessarily simple, right? Because the other thing that's true is that you cannot love more than the, another person more than you love yourself. True. Absolutely. Right. So meaning that if you don't really learn to love yourself and to deal with these issues, I'll always be cheating you. Yeah. You know, and to in you know, in the extent of like the love that you then receive from me. It's right. not gonna be complete because I don't even know how to love myself. Right. So 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 you know, so it's like the so the issues of vulnerability is talks to then about being able to deal with self and to identify the areas you know, specifically the areas that are sensitive and that are hard. But those are the areas that are also stopping you from truly becoming the full expression of what God says you are. Those are the same areas that are, you know, stopping, you know, you stopping us from being the, the mature version, you know, of ourselves at any given point in time. 
because we're too scared to confront those things. We're too yeah. scared yeah. to defy those things. You know, we're too scared to deal with the pain of those things. Um, so then what it means is that the love that we live inside of, whether towards ourselves or our spouse or our children, is then a very imperfect, incomplete love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's excellent. And it's, I, I feel, I mean, as you're describing it, that is very holistic. It's complete, right? Mm-hmm. It's It's not just directed towards self and is yeah. not just directed towards others which is what we it's a transaction to, oh you got to love yourself and yeah. you got to love other people no yeah. it's a transaction yeah i think we can yeah so that's the thing that, that that's why for me i'm like that we oversimplify sometimes yeah the love conversation but i like how you use the christ example because what it does that it removes the tendency to oversimplify it and then you get to realize that, wait, no, there is a transactional nature f- with, with this. and But part of this transaction in the beginning of the transaction is the self. And, you know, you, I mean, and it's the self, but it's you transacting with heaven. Because it wasn't just like self as in Christ just himself. But it's like Christ had to deal with the fact that he was sent by heaven for a mission. Right. Right. So even in his last prayer before they come and yank him away, there's a sense of transacting with heaven. To say, mm, if you can take away this cup, please take it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he's like, but you know what? Not my will, but what you what you want. And he accepted because right there he was becoming one with the purpose to which he was brought on the earth. Mm-hmm. So for me, the thing with vulnerability is that it is not first about the other person. It is about ourselves and God. Right. Transacting inside of that space. Like, because you can't skip the process. You know, you can't skip the process. He created us, so he knows me more than I even know myself. So if I'm to love myself, I really have to gaze back up to him mm-hmm. and for the transaction to happen at that level. And when the transaction happens between him and I, then it does allow the transaction to happen between you and I sure. on the earth. Right. So for me, that you know, like the L shape is what I'm kind of like thinking about, right, right. you know. So heaven being the top of the L, me being the bottom, and then... Uh, my husband, my kids, you know, my relationship being the other end of the L. L? Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of like an L shape. So you have heaven, me at the bottom, and then you have... Okay. Um, can you see it? Okay, yeah. So I, if you draw I an L... I think of the cross like a T. Uh, well, no, I wasn't even thinking... Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the other way to... <laughs> so, gotta, you have to go across. <laughs> okay, fine. But okay, L, if you have L, to L be is Christian like that, I, fine. I'll take that. <laughs> no, but you, you see, you see, you see the shape, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. see what you're saying. Or maybe it's even a triangle. But you know what I mean, though. All right, I'm right. saying though is that there's like three points of contact. Sure. Yes. Right. But yes. in any case, we're talking about me. So all I'm saying though is that for me to be able to love Eddie, to be able to love my kids, to be able to love my friends, and to exist in a health relationship with other people, the beginning process happens alone. But it's not just it's not just me alone. It's me engaging heaven. Yeah. Because if we're talking about love being a thing that you can express, and that's very much linked to you coming into maturity, whether you, how you are mature or not is not something that you can just determine by yourself. Sure. It's something that the maker has to say. Yes, for you, this is maturity. Yeah. Because sometimes you may be off base. You do maturity, but it's like, well, but that's not for you. Right. You know, you confuse. Right. I never demanded for you to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, so that's so that's what I'm saying. That for me now I'm understanding clearly that engaging the vulnerability journey is starts yeah. with being yes. secluding yourself and I'm you know what I mean? 
obviously you still exist in relationship but i mean secluding yourself but it just in the sense of like creating space for the internal spiritual conversations to happen between you and heaven so that god can define me and god can help me to deal with my issues and i'm saying god but obviously instead of that there's other expressions of you know what else i can bring into the process to help me confront issues and that can be therapy yeah but you know what i mean sure of course Well, that is a great kind of uh, uh, context for me playing this next section. And honestly, I mean, you, you kind of rolled right into it. This is why vulnerability is so important. Um, you know, we, we can't do this love dance uh, unless we engage this with vulnerability. So, so that's kind of what I'm talking about right before I say this next section. All right. So let me play it. And then, um, and then we can kind of discuss it from there. Yep, sounds right? good. So here's the reason why some of you will not do this. All right. Here's the reason why some of you will not do this, because it is risky. It's risky. You know, what happens if I change and you don't? Right. What happens if I become a little bit more patient and quiet and then you take advantage of me? Right. And, and you don't change. It's, it's scary, quite frankly. And, and, I, and there's a reason. There's a reason why I've become the way I am, because it's helped me survive. It's helped me survive this part of my relational life, right? And, and whether that's directed towards you or directed towards a dad or a mom or a boss, I've had to build up this wall so I can survive this. And what you're asking me to do is to let that go. Um, and yes, yes, I know. I know it's hard. But that is love. That is love. There's no greater love than to lay down your life. Lay down your life for a friend. Lay down your life for your spouse. It's hard, I know. Um, but I, I want to also encourage you and teach you how we're going to go through this hard thing, which is tolerance. There's conversation on tolerance. Just want to stop there for yeah. a second um, and just comment on, on a piece that I mentioned. Uh, well, one, just for our listeners, for you guys to know that the, the information we're going through here um, is available and uh open to everyone here. Uh, so uh, you can go to the show notes page and uh, I'll point you to a course that actually walks through this and allows you to inter- interact with me and, and ask questions as, as we go through it, as you go through it. Um, but also it's on YouTube. It's on, it's on my website. So well, and in the podcast, cause yeah. this is, well, no, this specific teaching that, oh, that specific. we're playing, this specific teaching oh, that we're playing. So that wasn't part of the, Marriage seminar, it was. It is a part of the yeah. workshop. I and mean, I turned that workshop into a course and I put that workshop on YouTube and it's there. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that if somebody just wanted to like listen, they could just go back to the podcast. Or yes, you're on, right. Yeah, we actually have a podcast, two podcast yeah, yeah. episodes where mm-hmm. we play this and you can just go back to um, to those. So, okay, the thing that I wanted to highlight there, um, essentially I talked about love and I said, here's the reason why most of you won't do this. Here's why you won't love the way that we're talking about love is because it's too risky, mm-hmm. right? The idea is that, you know, I, I am the way I am because I've had to survive things, mm-hmm. right? So, so to love the way that you guys are talking about means that I have to put those things down and I have to risk, um, 
being hurt again, mm-hmm. right? Being out of control again. Mm-hmm. And that that's a key problem. And so one of the things I just want to briefly say is that I want you, listener, to just back up for a second and understand that, yes, you might be a mess, right? You might be broken relationally and incapable and, and of doing certain things, but I want you to understand that, that you're not crazy, right? Uh, that messiness was for a very specific reason and purpose in your life. You know, you had to survive something. So you had to manipulate and control. You had to, you had to, you know, kind of be buoyant and live over a hardship in your life. So, so at times, and and this is a very human thing to do when we're in the middle of traumatic situations, Mm -hmm. we essentially, um, we pick up a tool that allows us to maintain and sustain and survive, survive, right? And those tools in other contexts are very dysfunctional. You can't have a healthy relationship if you still keep on with those tools, mm-hmm. right? So so I just want to, one, I, I want us to have permission to say it's a mess, but it was for a reason, all right? Now that I can see that, I can bring closure to that, mm-hmm. you know, and give myself the freedom mm. to move forward and to do things differently. Yeah. Right. So, the, so I like that because we do have to move past the self-condemnation. Of course. All right. Um, if we knew better, perhaps we'd have done better. Uh, but whatever the case is, so it's that sometimes we are a mess. But it was just literally for survival. Um, but to move it f- in, in moving forward, it is important we forgive ourselves. Don't waste time self condemning. Uh, the fact that because some of us are crazy. Yeah, I know you. you <laughs> well, nice. there are crazy people. You being sure, nice. Sure. <laughs> like, and when I say crazy, I'm talking about like a cognitive personality <laughs> disorder. <laughs> All right. I know. I'm just joking. Oh, right, I'm just right, joking. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, well, and I'm just joking. I just mean that, you know, sometimes we are so messy and we are like, you know, sure, sure, sure. crazy and unpleasant to be yes, with. Yes. But nonetheless, right? History is history. Um, those things, we became those things or we did those things just to survive. So I think in moving forward, though, it is important to forgive ourselves, to not dwell in self-condemnation because mm-hmm. we realize that, oh, you know, I'm not great and I could be better. Um, you know, it's a thing of like, let's just now focus on how we can heal and to become better. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say is um, in, so in the snippet you played, you talk about there's no greater love than to lay down one's life. So I actually just wanted to like read the full scripture reference. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to bring in more context. So he was referring there to John 15, um, verse 12 to 13, which is, which says, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. And you made the statement like um, to love. Or anyways, you said something. I just don't remember the exact statement. But as you we were talking, I the thing that came to me, I'm like, okay, well, so it means that we can't really love without being vulnerable. Mm. And this and, and, and it's like, let's expand our minds because I'm not talking about vulnerability in the sense of, oh, we're going to sit and I'm going to tell you my deep, dark secrets. Right. That's not it. Right. And I think that it's very important for us to correct that. Mm-hmm. That it's not a thing of, oh, okay, well, you, you know, of these relationships where that, you know, that that is relevant, that we need to sit down and we need to talk and be vulnerable with our feelings. And yes, where I haven't maybe told you as my husband certain things. Right. Um, and now I'm going to do it. So there's context for that. But vulnerability for me, the way I understand it, vulnerability and love, the way I understand it is, am I able to be a certain way, even if that thing is never reciproc- reciprocated? Uh, yes. 
That's what right. it is for me. Wow. Because then that is able to kind of like slot into different contexts and relationships. That's good. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. we're talking about love. Right. Right. Me loving you um, and vulnerability. So can I, you know, can I go hang on a cross for you? Mm-hmm. Even though you may never, you know, love me back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Will I still do it? You know, can I be myself? Can I do the right thing? Can I be consistent? Even though you may never appreciate it. Yeah. Right. Um, and again, I love also going back to the example of our kids. Because when it comes to our kids, yes, we're willing to be vulnerable yeah. at that level. You yeah. know, because there's different pockets and depth of vulnerability. Yeah. But it's, if I just sort of like keep it high level. Yeah. So as a parent, I'm willing to give myself to my kids, even though they may never reciprocate it. And in fact, reciprocation is not even a thing that necessarily is at the forefront of my mind. I'm doing it literally because I love you and I want the best for you. And I want you to also grow and become the best version of yourself. Sure, of course. But regardless of what the outcome is going to be, I still am able to enter into that space by faith and to give of myself without hesitation. Mm-hmm. But I think that oftentimes if we move outside of the you know child-parent relationship, then that becomes a lot harder. Yes. Oh. Then it definitely becomes very risky. Yo. And it's so bad with uh, with intimate relationships, spousal, um, yeah. dating, yep. because you know what? It it's so easy to feel betrayed. It's so easy to be like, you know what? To You're feel used. an adult. Yeah, you've been walking with me this entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been with me for five years, for ten years, you know, for for five months. And you know I struggle with this, but yet you're still not paying attention. You know I need this, but yet you're still not filling it up. You know I've been, you know, and it's this thing where we're not, we're not, we're not tolerant at all mm-hmm. um, with the people, and so it becomes so easy to to discount them and just say, you know what, I'm going to empower myself and get rid of you. Yeah. And and I, like, let's not even get in. Oh Lord, but that that whole <laughs> that's a whole thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so how do you take a chance? Right. Even though you know it may not be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Right, in a marriage. You know, and I like the examples that you used because you said, what, what, what if I become more patient and you don't become more patient? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, what if I give off more of my time, but you don't even recognize nor appreciate it? Do I really want to do that? Right. You know? Um, so I like those because those kind of like drill down to like the personal moments. Sure. You know, what if I consistently wash the dishes uh, and you just never help at all? Right. Yeah. You know? Sorry. Vulnerability. <laughs> it's cool. Girl. I'll, I'll do it right now for you. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's good. Um, no, anyways, so I like that because it goes to like the very personal moment. Mm-hmm. So then what? So then what? You know, so then exactly. what? So then, so you know you what stop? I mean? So then what? So we, do we stop? Do we pause? Do we sort of like let the relationship um, exist in, in its infantile form? Mm-hmm. Or is one of us willing to engage their process of growth or recognizing that, you know what? I can be more patient and I'm going to become more patient regardless of whether my spouse reciprocates or um, recognizes it. And for me, again, so now the relationship between me and heaven is so crucial. Right. 
Right. Because it's like this whole thing of living, but letting it depend on the person is very dangerous for ourselves and for the person. Yes. Right. And what it does is that it inhibits our ability to go into our full, uh, into our full selves. Because mm-hmm. now I'm like, well, but, you know, I definitely need to be patient, but I'm not going to be because, well, my husband may not reciprocate. But the thing that we sometimes don't realize is that it's more, it's beyond just your husband. You know, the need for you to be patient is something that encompasses your life. It's an entirety. So to sort of like let it just sort of like be a thing that you negotiate between yourself and this other, you know, relationship you're so deeply invested in and sort of like cut short if you feel like it's not a worth the risk. Uh, it's not something that's worth taking a risk on. It's unfortunately a thing where you're cheating yourself mm-hmm. because perhaps if you do learn patience, you realize that other things become unlocked inside of your life. Sure. Um, so for me, like the ability to step into vulnerability is realizing that it's not about the next person. It's yeah. going to benefit yeah. the other person. And it's going to benefit the relationship for sure. But it's like if you just make it about the other person, the relationship, I feel like then we miss kind of like an important key. Yeah. Um, right. You know, realizing that, no, but this is a thing that really is about me. You know, that God is pointing for me. Mm-hmm. And if I engage it, yes, absolutely, it's going to help my marriage. Sure. Of course. All right. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do. That's the hard thing to do. That's the hard thing to do because you realize if you if you begin to look at it from that perspective, one of the things that you begin to realize is that God isn't necessarily interested in fixing everything at one time. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost as if like we can all just kind of sit back and understand, you know what? My issue is patience. My issue is anger. So yeah, I may not deal with the stuff on the floor, you know, or prioritize um, the fact that, I don't know, you're on your phone too much or this other thing happening, I might just focus on, listen, this, this, we need to, we need to talk and I need to do better in my patience when we do talk. Mm-hmm. We need to have this conversation. It's hard. It's tough. But I, I, I know for my growth and my development, this is the thing I need to focus on and do. Mm-hmm. It helps ease the pressure you know, of things having to look a certain way, it, it takes away that pressure for expectations to be met, mm-hmm. right? Because you understand uh, it's st- strategic. Um, there's a plan behind it. But also there's a key emphasis that I need to focus on and I need to put my hands on and keep working mm-hmm. um, for the sake of myself and for this relationship. Yeah. And I should think that without faith, then they really, we can't grow. Yeah, true. All right. So it, you know, faith is, you know, like, I guess the ability to sort of like exist as though, I mean, I guess it's exist in hope um, um, or, you know, to believe for things that you don't yet, t- you know, you can't yet touch. Right. But to believe for them. Right. Um, so faith for me is just like such a critical part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we don't have faith, then I think then we are unable to move um, out of our comfort zone into the hard areas. Sure. Right. Sure. So faith to say, you know what, it's not faith, i.e. me pinning my hopes on my spouse, but it's me having faith that me becoming and coming into the full version of myself yeah. is going to create something inside of me and inside of my world of existence yeah. that is currently not there. Right. Uh, and then, then it becomes worth it, right, to deal with unforgiveness, mm-hmm. um, you know, to put myself out there. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to open up 
uh, or to do X, even though nobody may recognize it. But I understand that, again, this is my process between heaven and, and me, right? This is a thing that has come to my attention because I think that we have to appreciate is that, you know, we can take it for granted when we recognize and realize that certain areas of ourselves need work, yeah, right? But that in itself is a gift, because I'm sure, may, you know, if we kind of like think about it, we, I'm sure we can all come up with one or two people who cannot see themselves. Sure. Of course. They are just like they are clueless. You know, think of that family member, you know, who has like some deficiency, but they are clueless. Everybody else can see that, man, you really have an anger problem, for example, but sure. you are just so clueless. So I'm like the fact that you can recognize that, man, I need to work on unforgiveness. I need to become more patient. That in itself is a gift. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, it's like, well, then the response to that is that, well, thank you, God, that I'm able to even recognize that this is an issue. And by faith, I'm going to engage it. So I'm not even going to make it about my husband, right? I'm not going to make it about my kids. It really is for me because you allowed me to see it. And if I can deal with it, then everybody else is going to benefit for sure. So, um, But again, it's just like the sense because, you know, I remember like even with, um, I know you, you made a statement about the enemy of something is a lack of hope. But like hope is such a crucial thing, right? It just in, in, in being able to wade through the waters of life and to just deal with stuff. So I'm just thinking of hope and faith that those things are just so key to helping us get out of like this, you know, the scary places of our lives and to engage, um, you know, certain processes. Yeah. You know, so, okay, so the other thing, so I've been transacting with this and it's funny because I, you know, they, I've been having thoughts, but now as we're talking, I'm realizing how, so my own process and thoughts, you know, kind of like join with the, you know, the conversation we're having. So this whole process of vulnerability being about you first. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we have to, in some ways, it's like, yeah, we joined, but in some ways I'm like, maybe for some of us to start, we need to disjoin ourselves um, from other people we need to like just stop this thing of it being dependent on other people you know what I mean like I feel like that's like such a crucial thing like for a moment it's like suspend all these other people that you like to involve into um, the conversation about whether or not you need to change mm -hmm. um, and yeah. oh man well but I can't change because what if he doesn't change it's like well let's just you know pause on the other person for now sure okay and the thing that kind of like also drilled that down for me was I was reading John 21 22 to 23. So it says, Jesus said, if I want him to live until I come again, what's that to you? You follow me. So Jesus was talking to Peter. And my understanding was that in this part, he was kind of like insinuating and sort of like letting Peter know that he's going to die. A I think he died a martyr, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Peter was going to die a certain way. And then John was also like there. Uh, and I think Peter kind of like pointed to John to say, well, what about him? How is sort of like, how is he going to die? If I can put it in that way. Okay. Uh, and then Jesus is like, well, if I want him to live until I come, right? So Eddie, you are going to die. Mm. But you're like, well, but Jesus, wait, but what about Ndebo? Sure, what about sure. her? Right. So Jesus looks at you and he's like, well, but if I want her to live until I come again, what's that to you? You follow me. You die. Wow. Why is your process of death why does it have anything to do with hers? Uh-oh. You embrace your own. You know what I mean? You're causing troubles. Uh, in <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's how... Really good. Wow. No, but that's what I saw. It's like, well, wait. Okay. But why are you making your business somebody else's business? Mm -hmm. 
I want you to die. I want you to be patient. Mm -hmm. And you turn around, you're like, well, but wait, but Eddie also has to be patient. Mm -hmm. It's like, no. I'm, not to say that Eddie shouldn't be patient, but it's like, well, but what's that to you? I, I'm talking about you need to be patient. Wow. You sure. follow me. So that's the thing that also like just helped me to process the need to engage my own process without making it depend on other people. Yeah. Vulnerability, you know. Engage your process. Why Why is it dependent on something? You follow me. Sure. You do your own death. Yeah. They're not pivot up upon other people. Everybody else has their processes, and that's something that's important, right? We all have our processes. And yes, maybe Eddie needs to work on patience, but maybe that is number two down the road. Yeah. And maybe it's going to be number two that's going to be fast-tracked by the fact that I actually paid attention to patients being number one on my list. Sure. I worked it out. And somehow it helps you to engage yours yeah. so much more quickly because I obeyed and I just engaged my own personal process. Of course. Without letting it depend on you. On me. That's, that's so good. Because I'm, I'm actually now realizing that I used to listen to sermons and think and think in my mind, not oh, this is a good sermon. I used to think. I hope Tibble is hearing this because she needs to. <laughs> she needs to do the thing that he's talking about right now. I'm hoping, you know, you've ever yeah. used to do that. And <laughs> and so, no, I think like what you're what you're bringing up here. It's almost as if it's it's this thing where, I guess it goes back to that whole like pay attention to the pole that's in your eye before you yeah take out the speck in your yeah. brother's eye. It's this. It's this need this push of focus on what you have in your hands yeah focus on what you are mandated to deal mm -hmm. with um and everything else what is it to you yeah you know that don't worry they, about it yeah it's risky yeah it is risky. but yeah. deal with deal the with plank you. in your eye yeah and like and, and that's the thing with faith and trusting the god of the process for me is so important mm -hmm. that i can't disobey and like um you know, not engage my process fully because, well, what if Eddie does not? It's scary. But the thing that I have to trust is that there's somebody who loves Eddie more than I do, who's concerned about his process That's more good. than I do. Um, so instead of me trying to sort of like in some ways manipulate and engineer the relationship to be a certain way because I'm only going to give 10%. Uh, and in this way, you know, the relationship will fall this way. Versus, you know what? I'm going to give 100%. Mm -hmm. how it falls and lands, literally, it's not really up to you because you can't control any human being. Correct. Correct. You can. So whether you decide to give 10% or you decide to give 100%, you cannot control the next person. Yeah. So part of vulnerability is recognizing that we, it's so important to become, uh, to focus on the me yeah. and to engage that process of right. maturity, me, yeah. alone in the silence. Because yeah. when I do that, you know, yeah, let God do whatever else that he wants to do. Correct. Only because I can't control my husband. I can't, you know what I mean? I can't manipulate. You can't manipulate people. You can't change people. Because yeah. if you could, then I don't even think we'd be having this conversation. Correct. Correct. Um, right. You know, and, and I'm going to tell you the specific process that we, that I had to go through and you had to go through that allowed us to do this, that allowed me not to associate sermons with the need for you to grow, you know, and, and for me to prioritize myself. Um, two things happened. One is I stopped allowing um, I stopped allowing your excellence to create shame and guilt in me, right? Mm -hmm. I stopped allowing the fact that you like to pray, you know, and that you pray and you pray. Um, and, and somehow that tapped into like a deep part of my heart that's like, well, what's wrong with you, Eddie? 
why aren't you praying, you know, in the shower and praying in the morning? And Yes, and it, Eddie, why aren't you praying in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> I, stopped, I stopped allowing your process and the things that you need, right, for your spiritual life to, to, um, uh, to come into my own mind and heart to create shame about like something, something's missing in me. Mm -hmm. And I think the other part of what had to happen with you is you had to let go of the fear Mm -hmm. of like, what if I don't bring it up, then well, you know, it won't happen. Yeah. If I don't do it, if I don't pray, if I don't ask him to, you know, then it won't happen. And, And I think once we let that go and said, you know what, Eddie knew God way before he married me. Mm-hmm. And God managed him and brought yeah. him to this place that yeah. is enough for me. And same thing, Ntibo is going to engage and do the work that she needs to do that God's putting on her heart. And it has nothing to do with me. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not my, she's not reflecting my weaknesses by mm-hmm. doing her. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say that it's not just a spiritual thing. It also became uh, in, in different areas of our lives. Like you worked out, you did CrossFit, you were working out every day. And, you know, I ate cookies at night and brownies and I had to let go. (laughs) I had to let go. (laughs) I had to let go of of the fact that that would create some type of, well, look at me. If she could do all that, I'm not doing it. You know, and and once I let that go, one of the things that I found is is how and I had the freedom to engage my own journey. Those things that I thought was lacking clicked on, but it clicked on in the pace and the timing and in the way that it needed for my conviction. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I do. I, I engage. I engage God. And it has nothing to do with. OK, Ethan. with uh, here. Mm-hmm. Pass the ball over. The there we go. Get the ball. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it had nothing to do with um, with me. Yeah. Uh, but also, I mean, an exercise, like now I have my own sport that I love mm-hmm. and it's not your sport. Right. Yeah. But it, it was the not pace. my sport yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I'm pick you up. We do biking. Right. I do. I do cycling. Yeah. I want to I want to climb the Alps with you okay, on a bike. It's going um, to be awesome. <laughs> uh, but again, what mm. I had to realize is that, dude, it's not me versus you. This is your your journey Mm-mm. and my journey and when i was able to let go of my need to to control yours mm-hmm. i was able to discover mine yeah and i'm like so so a vulnerability because now we're also talking about it just in the sense of human to human but yeah. vulnerability there's a, a a that part of the basis of any of of vulnerability for me is you are being vulnerable to god too right because you are having to let go of your human effort to manipulate situations and to um, uh, to keep control, right? Because right. that's the thing, right? Because ultimately, why are you not talking? Like, why won't you change? Why won't you be vulnerable? It's because it's a, it's a mechanism for controlling. Yeah. Right? right. It's for keeping things a certain way. Yeah. Uh, it's a control Definitely. thing, right? It is. But the minute you say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to step out, become vulnerable. Um then all of a sudden, what you're doing is that you're ascending control. Yeah. And you're realizing that, well, I can't control husband, can't. But what it is that you're also doing is you are saying, God, I'm trusting you now. Mm-hmm. I'm becoming vulnerable to you. Right. Because I'm now giving you space yeah. to also do whatever it is you choose to do. Right. In mm-hmm. my life and in the relationships that I'm attached to. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's also the other component. That's good. That you're becoming vulnerable to God as yeah. well. 
Yeah. Um, and it's amazing though that I, at least it's like from what I've seen so far, is that it does create a space and you are able to breathe in a way that you haven't been able to breathe before. Sure. sure. Um, you know, so hey. it's tough, but vulnerability is certainly a so crucial, a wonderful thing. We need to engage yeah. it. That's that's good. Thank you for going there. Huh? Going where? Yeah, no, just opening up that that scripture. I mean, like that oh, was yeah. Well, wow. Punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Nothing about it. What's that to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's so good. Well, so, oh, it's like, oh, so you won't do that because mm, you're too concerned about, you know, how your husband becomes mature? What's that to you? Like, who's the boss over here? Yeah. It's not you. I love it. Do, do you know what I want of you? Kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, focus on that. No, let's chew on that. Yeah. Let's chew on that for a little bit. Cool. All right. So, what do you think? Is Ethan, what do you think? It's a wrap, folks. Hey guys, again, like that was that was so cool. Um, and uh, we want to thank you for being a part of that. Listen, we actually tried also to do a video recording of this feel free to check that out on youtube again go to the show notes page to see where you can find that um wait what on youtube i'm not ready for it you're not <laughs> uh, yeah no you might not find a video you YouTube. may not find a video it may not be there at all um but i once again just want to thank you for uh for being a part of this today um and look forward to hearing your feedback your input uh as we start to continue to unravel this whole issue of vulnerability all right thanks guys